Hello, Namaste everyone. We have with us Dr. Guru Raja sir to take us through this Guru Bhoda session seven. Uh, I am Dr. Janardana Vihebar and I am the convener of this program. Dr. MB Guru Raja sir has been uh, courteous enough to keep on leading us with his uh, knowledge tidbits and he is there with us uh, for this session. I cordially welcome you, sir, to this program. Namaste, sir. Namaste, namaste, Dr. Janardhan and the uh, rest of the people. And Dr. M.B. Guraja, sir, is a professor in an Ayurveda college and he, he is also the owner of Dhawala Pentacare Ayurveda Treatment Center at Shumoga, Karnataka. He comes with an experience of more than 20 years in Ayurveda clinical practice and also teaching. Going right into the topics, so it is regarding the psychosomatic disorders. So first, first question is uh, physical diseases which manifest due to underlying stress. We keep on coming across, you know, varieties of disorders, largely the gastrointestinal disorders, or it can be fibromyalgia or the body ache. So uh, you know, they usually go to many doctors. They they take treatment for the physical compliance but they may be having some underlying stress or you know mental components uh, which is contributing to this uh, physical manifestation so how to decode this and what is the right approach sir no always uh, there is a possibility that mind involved in most of the conditions that's the reason of late every disease is being quoted as psychosomatic psychosomatic the new branding has been started in Ayurveda, it's very clearly said mana as Ubayendriya, which is present in the track of Jnanotpatti as well as Karma Sampadana. For both the things, mana's involvement is a must. So whenever there is an involvement of manas and if that is disturbed due to very other stress, stress factors, so that all leads to physical diseases. So what is actually stress is? The stress is the fear of failure. The fear of failure in maybe in health, maybe finance, maybe education, maybe another emotional attachments or family bondings or failure in parenting, whatever it may be. So all these failures are unable to cope up with the speed in which the surrounding atmosphere is running, then the person feels stress. So when that stress appears, automatically it body gives triggered response saying that there is some alarming situation so to overcome that alarming situation bodily so many agnis will release their entities the hormones will come into play so many factors will play their role so ultimately body is in an emergency situation because of your stress factors ultimately that leads to lot of uh, diseases which are basically uh, physiological in nature or it's only for the sharira but involvement of manas plays a very important role to manifest many of the stress converted into uh, totally what we can say that psychosomatic disorders. It may be gastrointestinal related or it may be even the fibromyalgia or even it may be headaches or so many factors are there. All of them will have the particular play role of uh, manas is there. So we need to keep that manas always in a cool place. That's why we always say that uh, whenever we say swastha, so definition of swastha goes in that way, it includes even the 
tranquility of the mind is also one of the important factor so we need to understand that yeah there is an interesting uh, research uh, conducted in germany saying that most of the people of germany they have one or the other hyperacidity or gastritis uh, or bloating or constipation because they want things to be in one certain way they do not they, they have kind of a set of rules to follow and they they try to follow the rules very diligently uh, so because they want everything to be everything to go as per their expectation so i mean this stress that you speak that manifests in many different uh, conditions it can be temporary as a student approaching uh, his or her exams or it can be just that you know i mean they they have a certain rules uh, or they have certain expectations from life or uh, their investments or their profession or family members so that you know so stress has many multifaceted ways sir to exhibit definitely that's the reason these stress factors is actually a causative thing for many diseases and it is generated because of our misjudgment of the life misjudgment of the things there are a set of rules which we need to follow but doesn't mean that everybody has to fit into the stringent format and it should be number one we cannot be number one in everything so we need to understand this and everybody's life is different from one another we don't want to compare with the others we should not do it so such type of attitude will definitely leads to a lot of stress so comparison running fast and all these rat races will definitely cause a lot of hardship to the body going a little deep into this stress and depression uh, in particular you know modern uh, science they talk regarding serotonin how serotonin in the in the brain and optimum level of serotonin in the brain wards of stress whereas uh, the same serotonin if it is secreted excessively or if there is an imbalance in the gut it will lead to excessive bowel mo mo mobility and so that's how stress and anxiety and depression associated with the uh, the, the digestive system is explained but here in ayurveda we explain stress in terms of uh, pitta sadaka pitta and also the you know pachaka pitta in the digestive system so entirely where the modern system targets the serotonin and you know how to balance that we in ayurveda give equal importance to the pitta dosha mainly and you know vata and other things which are involved in the stress and also the body components simultaneously definitely sadaka pitta has a role to play because sadaka pitta is situated in the heart we say that and where even manas is also situated definitely they are interlinked and they are very closely placed that's the reason many attempts many diseases in ayurveda which are explained based on this agni role play i mean that agni also has a role to play then it is in the form of pitta that sadaka pitta as well as pachak pitta has their role to play in every disease manifestation that's the reason we come across many diseases where agni involvement mandagni is there and all these components are there provided even still somewhat something like uh, you can say that the triggering mechanism is also there with the help of mind so something which is uh, in a little format can be blown into an extra uh, exponentially uh, bigger one by the involvement of manas so we need to be uh, careful and handling our manas in a very cool and um, you know what do you guys call in a tranquil way so that that will be beneficial for the uh, leading a life in a healthy way but it has happened with me a lot that the the patient will not 
uh, exclusively come for the under the tension or stress relieving or the anxiety or the depression that they have but they will be presenting one or the other physical symptoms you know like, like you uh, enlisted it can be like tension headache or migraine or sleep problems or digestive problems then i make an analysis that you know probably the, the underlying stress uh, i mean i just ask questions to them and get get their response regarding this amount of stress that, that they have sometimes it so happens that they have stress but they deny it but to counter that i would uh, prescribe something like manasamitra vatakam or uh, any such uh, uh, stress relieving things into the uh, treatment protocol but they again come back and say that you know they read in the internet and come back and say that you know why have you given this uh, because i do not have any stress but why you are going in the route of you know treating my psychological problems which is not existent so have you come across any problems uh, like that or if the client if you think that the client has a stress component uh, do you try to convey the message or you know, how do you handle that uh, my approach to these type of diseases is a little bit uh, in a varied fashion i suggest my patient to be cool and i say that they'll come to me with saying that i have a lot of stress then i suggest to them accepting that you have a stress itself is a big stress you are creating in your body don't accept that there is a stress you are cool you are normal say 10 times or 15 times or 100 times per day that you are good you are cool you are happy if you are conveying these information to your body in other subtle mind then automatically things will settle down if you are accepting that there is a stress you are and some new corner of mind you are feeling that you are not well you are not right there is some stress and you want to overcome it and then unable to overcome that stress then you are feeling in a depression and leading to lo- lots sort of uh, stress related issues and diseases so first thing is in my approach usually i suggest my patient to don't say that you are having stress whatever it may be let it be but don't accept that you are having stress be cool and say that you are fine you are happy if you are repeatedly say that you are cool or happy or nothing there is no problem as such then everything will settle slowly in their line so that is the reason my approach for this type of things is that don't accept that there is a stress if i accept that there is a stress and i make them to feel that there is a stress to so try to overcome it then every time he goes on uh, repeating that with quantizing this whether the stress has reduced or not reduced or not something like that so when stress is not there then there is nothing to be reduced or increased so you go in that approach is what i usually counsel my patients in that way and it has given me results also many a times but of course handling this type of stress related things is not so easy one sittings they will feel come back with a happy note that saying that everything is fine everything was fine but for the next sitting suddenly they come with no my stress has increased so these are quite common in a what is called psychosomatic disorders so we need to understand that physiology and pathology and of course counseling has a very important role to play here to relieve the stress so that that things can be set it right and you you said that the agni correction is very important that sets the pitta in the right you know at optimum levels which addresses both the physical and the mental components but sometimes it so happens that some some clients with anxiety or depression 
they will have you know, increased hunger they'll be eating more but still uh, they will be having depression or you know any underlying uh, psychiatric problems so how to address there where uh, you know agni is apparently pathologically high when you are supposed to bring a change in the mindset of a patient we need to initiate or trigger a new point in his brain he comes to us with all his history and he will be giving the details that how he is feeling what he is doing and how his weight has increased and how his voracious eating has increased because of this and he is feeling depressed so many things but in that situation i try to put it a new uh, point in his brain that see with this there is a new problem so i suggest a new problem or a new solution to that and i make them to feel you just concentrate on this part like example if you are eating more see your body weight is increasing you have to reduce your body weight you start walking you start jogging so reduce eating this type of and reduce the quantum of intake by measuring the things so like that i'll try to move on to the counseling part and reduce their intake and all those things of course it takes some uh, quite a number of uh, sittings it's not uh, simply happens in one sitting so this is the way we need to counsel them and address those uh, tiny issues associated with that then slowly it comes into the right way while you you were teaching us in back in bms you were explaining about a doctor who would uh, for any kind of conditions uh, that the doctor would go for anulomana first because you know there there can be avarna or there can be you know stuck doshas in the stomach or you know blocked srotases so anulomana as a as a primary uh, way of treating uh, you know as a primary thing and then the you know other disease based medicines are given so probably even that strategy would also work in stress also definitely because we all know that in our body vata is the one which is having the capacity to move from here to there and even the capacity to carry the things to other places even the kapha pitta or whatever other things are they are all lame they can be moved by the influence of vata so that's why even uh, many a times in many diseases we find that adavanta madhyacha marutam paridakshita it is said in the beginning or end try to maintain the vata vata is very important so here also if udana vata i mean apana vata has been made to move in apana direction automatically rest of the vatas will be doing their function normally if apana vata moves in urdhvagati and becomes udana then everything will settle disrespective manner and the things will go in a very varied things and patient will have lot lot of issues so first thing is we need to make a way for that apana vata pradesha to be clear and continuously it should be in a moving in a right direction so apana should be made apanugataha that's the reason i say used to say that anulomana should be the right choice and usually whenever the patient comes with pitaja disorder or vataja disorder usually this is a very right way of doing it anulomana as a part of the therapy if you introduce it then slowly the things will settle down even the kapha will come to play in the later part of the treatment but first in the beginning vata if it is addressed properly then followed by that pitta and automatically kapha also fall in line
and to address this, address the stress it can be for you know a psychosomatic disorder or it can be right out a classical case of depression or anxiety so what are the major herbs or major medicines that you use on a regular basis usually i do use with the brahmi shankapushpi and to some extent jetamamsi these are my usual choice of drugs of course many a times we will go for a combinations of um, brahmi vati or brahmi grita or saraswatarista like that but usually the main ingredients will be either it will be mandukaparani that is um, centella asiatica or brahmi bakopa manari or even jetamamsi nardostack is jetamamsi these are the important drugs usually i go with that and in, in order to improve the concentration and that part comes then i usually go with the jyotishmati celestrus paniculatus so usually these drugs will be given either in the form of grita and best choice would be if it is given along in the form of a grita that will be a very good one because grita has a peculiar character of crossing the blood brain barrier and it will be the drugs will be carried to the higher centers so that's the reason i prefer brahmi grita and such type of gritas in a combination uh, grita makes so perfect sense that uh, uh, you know for urmada and apasmara especially in the charak samhita chapters most of the medicines that he has explained there are grita based so uh, that's the reason that's the reason because it able to carry that uh, medicines to the places where it is required actually that's the reason and even grita itself is also once again a medya dravya it's a basic nature of grita itself is medya when that such a grita is been made uh, samskarita are um, fortified with the herbs which are having a special potency to act on the brain tissues even to the improve the serotonin level or even the receptor levels definitely it will going to help in a large way and, and also uh, you know grita does deepana as well as pitta shamana both at the same time do you feel and what is the regular dose of herbal ghee that you would prescribe on a general basis i mean for a patient shamana dose as in shamana dosage usually 10 to 15 ml on empty stomach usually i go with that at one time for an adult who is above around 40 to 50 i mean 50 to 60 kg of body weight in that sense usually i'll go with the 10 to 15 ml of grita usually has it uh, ever happened that uh, uh, you know the patient was not able to digest the grita so you you added any lakshitrakadvati or any agni deepana no, no no i usually i won't do that simply with the dosage pattern only that things will settle down usually because grita itself is agni deepaka in nature and it is definitely uh, causes a lot of uh, in uh, deepana purposes will be met with uh, by simply putting one or two spoons of ghee that's a reason even in many our old age uh, home practices always uh, they said while eating before the first morsel of the food should be mixed with the ghee and eaten so that's a reason uh, that is uh, that's been quoted agni uh, samvardhana or the agni vardhana is done by ghee in a very large way and it is even seen outside also in the atmosphere whenever there is a fire if you put a ghee or spoon of ghee on that it readily catches a fire and flyer becomes inflamed more or hyped so that's the reason we need to go for uh, grithas in that shamana or that dosage 
and that is not going to hamper any digestion or it doesn't may take much time to get digested definitely it will be digested and we will be deciding the dosage based on the agni of the person so i never felt any time to add anything to that thing improve the these uh, digestive things to be added extra and, uh, along with these grithas yeah giving medicines before uh, food uh, when the already the digestion is kind of kindled makes so much sense and uh, Uh, probably there is a reason why even hingwasakachuna is given with the first morsel of uh, food mixed with ghee so there also it, it makes sense then coming to this jata mamsi uh, do you have kind of a checklist where you would prescribe this or you will be careful uh, while prescribing it no usually i prescribe jata mamsi in the form of a tablet it comes with uh, around uh, 250 mg of uh, actives in that so that type of uh, tablet i usually go with one to two tablets per day at night usually it will also induce a good sleep and even all disturbances will be clear because night sleep if properly if it takes taken place then automatically many things will fall in right line so that's the reason many attempts that's what our ayupastamba uh, has been very clearly said ahara nidra brahmacharya that's the reason if nidra is properly happens in the night that to bhutadhatri that's the reason which has been mentioned as bhutadhatri so if happens in a proper way definitely the things will be in a very right sense that's why i go with jatamamsi um, with one or two tablets at night and in the form of a tablet it is available for me so i am using it we covered the counseling tips in a brief there are any like a standard go to counseling tips that you would give to any patient with stress now as such you know it is only a customized one for what reason they have come to me accordingly i will suggest them and first thing was they wanted to from me is that and some assurance so usually i give some sometimes it may be a false assurance also that is also required so we, i give assurance to that everything will be set right you just take this medicine you will be good so that assurance of my doctor definitely has a positive role to play in the treatment in the counseling coming to next question this came in the whatsapp group chat how shamana sneha is used in psoriasis whether it will increase agni or it will, whether that will cause symptoms related to itching so let me simplify the question uh, it's little complex use of sneha in skin disorders see very clear we are selecting a shamana oshadi in case of skin disorders in a very typical manner and the drug of selection or the yoga selection would be a very clearly mahatikta grutha or panchatikta gulugrutha so when we use panchatikta gulugrutha or mahatikta grutha it is itself is doing shamana of the condition involved or the doshas involved second thing they are in the form of grutha so when it is in the grutha format definitely it will going to increase the agni it won't suppress the agni this is the point number one second thing we are giving in a shamana dosage definitely it will not hamper the agni third point is that we are using such a drug combination or yoga which is pointed or aimed at the disease itself so definitely it is not going to increase the symptoms of the diseases so that's why i never come across in my any of the patients of psoriasis when i use the shamana sneha continuously uh, repetition of itching or something has arisen because of this i never come across so i don't uh, agree or i don't uh, accept that that things will happen because when you use mahatikta grutha or panchatikta gulugrutha we never come across such a situation in which skin conditions you will go for herbal ghee as the medicine form 
or in which conditions you would avoid herbal ghee and go for like kashaya tablets and whatever whatever as such there is no hard and fast rule that it should not be done even all the three doshas involved skin conditions we can go for the grithas the only provided ideal situation would be any vataja dominant or vataja condition resulting in a skin condition where rukshata is more when there is involvement of uh, particularly vata in such a way that it is causing lot of dryness and wasting in such conditions i usually prefer this grita should be in the format otherwise if there is a oozing and such type of things are there then amrutadi guggulu would be the right one uh, where i will go for that or even panchatikta guggulu i will go for that once the oozing stops itching stops then i shift on to grita format the reason why you are stressing on this mahatikta krita or panchatikta google krita is that bitter will do the uh, shamana also we generally think that the bitters are more anti bacterial in nature so what is the thing it is not like that because you know that uh, kushta or the general skin conditions is involvement of vata pitta kapha as well as there are dushyas rasa rakta mamsa medha and lasika these all seven factors are involved in that for, for the formation of the uh, diseases in a various permutation and combination so in that whichever is involved accordingly we will select the drugs in the best formats so that depends on the presenting complaint in a skin disorders whether the uh, presenting complaint is itching then we accordingly plan the treatment to reduce the itching complaint in complaint is on itching then most of the important things we concentrate on using khadira haridra then all panchatikta this type of drugs which will definitely going to reduce this then it not only reduces the kapha it also reduces the pitta so this where kapha pitta combined any diseases are there then also these are the drugs of choice and most of the time this panchatikta gulagrutha or mahatikta gulagrutha these type of combinations are vyadi pratyanika yogas they are having specific falashruti also based on that we use these drugs in all sort of people all sort of prakruti it doesn't mean that it should be given in a particular type of thing no it is almost in most of the patients it will be useful only thing is that we need to understand if there is excessive oozing we should not use grithas once there is a dryness or when there is a burning sensation when there is a pus formation then you can go for to some extent i'm going with that question that has come that in in the shamana sneha when we are giving like herbal ghee when we are giving uh, is, is there any chance that it will increase the kapha dosha so much so that client may generate itching as a symptom that may not be possibility that's what i explain because first thing is even though gritha is vichitra pratyarth dravya even though it is having all the madhur rasa madhur vipak and everything it is agni vardaka and it is not kapha vardaka to such an extent which will cause a disease second thing we are giving such a samskarita grita which is having samskarana with various pitta and kapha shamana aushadis there so when kapha and pitta shamana aushadis are in the form of grita and we are using it even in a shamana format or even in shodhana format it won't increase the lakshanas of the disease it cannot be and uh, regarding the previous topic of stress there's a question here uh, hello sir can we give brahmi grita in patients who are already on antipsychotic drugs 
to expect the results. This is one of the common things. And most of the antidepressants, and all, they, they will have their own sort of side effects, like a constipation, uh, severe aggressive weight gain. But those medicines will be controlling neurohormones to some extent. In most of the cases, if they are like uh, withdrawn all of a sudden to introduce Ayurvedic drugs, uh, the withdrawal effects of these uh, antipsychotic drugs, modern antipsychotic drugs, will have their own uh, effects. So it's a complex issue. How to go about it, sir? See, that's a, the beauty of Ayurveda. Very clearly, we are given the context how to handle the things, how to imbibe the new ones, and how to leave the old ones. That's what the Rituzandis Charya has been explained. Similarly, we have to do here also without simply disturbing the, the drugs which is already being supported to the body and the person is already taken a support of that, those drugs. We need to just taper those doses with addition of our drugs, then slowly shift on the things. And it may take some weeks to some months, many a times, depending upon person to person and case to case. So we need to understand in such a way that simply just by giving one one shot, uh, things will be settled down. No, no such things will be there because certain these type of things are comes under the manoviadis. It takes a longer duration to settle down. So we don't we can't and continuously these are medhirasana type of dravyas which is given slowly they pick up their um, speed and then try to maintain the normalcy and the person will also will develop a tendency to become normal slowly on a longer run when he consumes continuously. That's what he said. Satata Abhyasa Shilana, that should be there with these type of medicines. If that continuously these medicines are taken in a uh, prescribed therapeutic dosage, definitely it is going to help in a long way. Especially, I mean, there is a huge scope of Ayurveda inter intervention uh, with respect to the side effects of modern antidepression and uh, anxiolytic and other, other drugs where, you know, they go with, uh, I mean, they will have, patients often have constipation and uh, weight gain, etc. Uh, symptoms. Next is, can Brahmi and Panchatitta Gugulu Grita be used for Shodhana or they are more effective as Shamana treatment? I think it's, a, it's a combined both of them as somewhere. Brahmi, we are talking about regarding the stress and Panchatitta and these things are regarding, we are talking about the skin diseases. So, okay, uh, for Shodhana purposes, we can use in a skin conditions. Usually that is a usual protocol what we follow any disease which is finalized or diagnosed and when we subject the patient for the shodhana purposes then we try to select those type of uh, yogas which are used as a shamana aushadi in the same conditions in a larger doses for the purpose of snehana before the shodhana in those conditions so here panchadikta gurudagurta can also be used as a shodhana um, in, uh, for the snehana purposes before the shodhana in case of skin disorders Whereas Brahmi Grita can be used as a Snehadravya or a Snehana purposes. If you are going to use the person for a Manovikara, you are going for a Shodhana Karma there, then Brahmi Grita can be used. Or Mahakalyanika Grita can be used. Mahapaishachika Grita can be used. There are plenty of such things. And Panchatikta Grita is one of the difficult to consume type of herbal ghee. It's, so, it's highly bitter. It's a highly bitter ghee. And that's the reason. Many times the patient on consuming this, they vomit because of that non-palatability of the um, components and yogas and it is highly bitterous. The name oh, is, yes. it is Mahatiktaka and Panchatikta, Gugulukrita, both are Tikta. Tikta is nothing but bitter. So how do you like 
counsel the patient to take it there is no um, hard and fast tool that uh, we should counsel them i suggest and this is the thing you have to take it because uh, usually when i subject a patient of that nature for the shodhana he will be suffering a lot from its diseases and he will be ready to accept what the medication or what is the procedure what i allow him to ask him to do it definitely they will follow it the simple reason is they are fed up with the irritation or itching or with the diseases and there are lot more sufferings when compared to that this bitterness is not a big issue bitterness is a issue only in those patients those who not taken or consumed such type of bitters earlier they will find a difficulty in following it but there is no other way that bitterness has to be taken because bitterness has a, its a role to play i can't mask it by giving some sugar to that or something like that it won't do the purpose and uh, this kerala ayurveda has gt capsule gugulu titta uh, capsule uh, at least i mean if somebody is i mean this uh, this is a new trend now in the last 10 years which has come up is to make capsules out of thaila sangrata so started with shirabala thaila then you know maharaja prasarna thaila gandha thaila capsules have come and now slowly they are moving into the grutas and turning it into capsule as well in uh, our uh, pentacare we have got a special group of drugs that is called as a band sealed capsules this has been introduced to our market by our company long back and we are the only people we have this in uh, hard gelatin capsule these grutas are there we have come out with almost 11 varieties of them like um, brahat falagrutha with uh, fortification we have come out with uh, name as um, repromed and uh, this panchatikta gulugrutha we have come out in the name of it uh, just with little bit uh, fortification in the form of proskin we got immunop um, we got danvantara we got chirabala we got um, spine act the nirgundi grutha in the form of that so like that there are plenty of uh, such preparations are there wherein we have made a, it's, it's a hard gelatin capsule filled with a grutha and it is a band sealed in a new technique and we are introduced to the market and it is going on that is a other option where but when we go for uh, shodhana purposes when we increase slowly step by step will vardhamana reethi we will increase the step uh, step up the dosage for format for the snehana like from from beginning 20 ml then 30 ml 40 ml such type of thing cannot be done with the capsule formation it is not possible with capsule hardly it may take about 1 to 2 grams not more than that so for diabetes and hypertension are they reversible because a lot of diet programs are available which are promising to completely cure them uh, which are even conducted even by the allopathic doctors so are they curable or how to go about it see we need to understand uh, basic things about this ayurveda speaks about uh, 20 varieties of prameha in those 20 varieties uh, 10 varieties are kafaja prameha 6 are pittaja and 4 are vataja and very clearly said kafaja prameha is curable sukasadhya whereas pittaja prameha is yapya and vataja prameha are asadhya so we if we don't understand this and simply say that presently what is the trend is patient blood sugar level is checked and it is said as diabetic that is a wrong method of doing it because ayurveda very clearly speaks about something which is required to the body is being thrown out of the body through the urine so it's a glucose which is required to the body being thrown out of the body through the urine 
then only we call it as prameha until then if sugar doesn't come in the urine it is not considered as prameha so what presently they are all doing is they're just simply checking the blood sugar level and branding if it is beyond the particular limit then they are branding it as a diabetic and treating it but technically speaking all those people wherein the increased blood sugar is there but there is no sugar in urine then they are all pre diabetic they are not the diabetic persons they are pre diabetic and these type of pre diabetic people can be rectified by the methods of medication exercises diet control and many factors will come into play second thing if anybody can cure a diabetics then definitely that person will get a nobel prize ayurveda also very clearly suggested there are eight mahagadas that's called ashtamahagada in the ashtamahagada prameha is also one of them and when we are unable to treat these pre diabetic stage in a proper manner our patient doesn't take care of himself or herself then ultimately he may land up in madhumeha then it is almost irreversible so only those things are reversible which are in pre diabetic state so it is not once it is completely diabetes a branded or a classical method of understanding where there is a sugar present even in the urine as well as in the increased in the blood then such a type of patients are branding it as a cure this is totally uh, at present situation is not possible what i can say we cannot uh, label it as a, we can cure we can manage we can treat we can bring it to the normalcy but so after that also we need to be give a medication to sustain the result otherwise once again he will go beyond the limit so that is not the truth that we will be curing a condition we don't use the term cure for this this is only manageable treatable controllable and and also the diet and lifestyle with with that the, the blood sugar level may come back to normalcy but there are so many factors involved in diabetes the stress is there uh, you know the sleep patterns the body uh, physical activity suppose a client is traveling and uh, you know he is not able to Uh, do the regular like, uh, regular exercise and then again the blood sugar shoots up and there is it is a category of madhumeha with uh, you know considerable uh, definitive diagnosis of diabetes has happened uh, you know i the medicines play a very important role along with the diet and lifestyle to keep the symptoms along with the blood sugar under check definitely ahara aushadha and vyayama all the three factors will definitely play, play a role and all the three are collectively playing the role that is very important we we cannot simply just simply by doing one thing just i am but i don't want to take the medicine i am just doing the restriction on diet and uh, walking and everything that may reduce to some extent but the conversion of those things are helping the uh, conversion of glucose to glycogen or something like that or glucose metabolism is been hampered to support the system some medication is required but it can be postponed the labeling of a person as a diabetic can be postponed from the earlier day he only catched it up and rectification started with these type of things if this is done then question will doesn't arise so then automatically is regularly activity and all those things are there then no question of getting a diabetes but ayurveda very clearly says swapna sukham asya sukham so very clearly one who does the swapna sukha and asya sukha definitely lead uh, land in trouble in diabetic 
so if you um, control on that uh, sapna sukha and asya sukha automatically things will settle down no question of that the things will uh, once again reappear once again reappearing of the lakshanas can only happen if you are once again not following the system which is been put to you or uh, prescribed to you that which has brought your abnormal sugar level to normalcy once it is normalcy is achieved then you have left the things everything and once again it is going back to the place from where it is started up yeah as very beautifully our acharya sir explained asasuka eating uncontrollably uh, irrespective of agni and sapnasuka having sedentary lifestyle as you know two main contributing factors for uh, you know as two main nidana sort of causative factors for diabetes next there is question can brahmi krita or saraswata krita be added to the diet like 5 to 10 ml for the fatty liver obese diabetic kapha prakriti person with stress and anxiety and memory issue see and it's it's a wrong selection of the drug why you would want to select brahmi krita or something like that for just 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 for the sake of fatty liver or something like that so fatty liver is once again a big issue nowadays british school of uh, surgery as well as hepatology says that there is no need to treat have uh, fatty liver grade 1 the very simple reason is previously we are using a, a probes in ultrasonography which is not so specific but now there we are using a very high sensitive and resonant um, uh, information we are getting that's why almost everybody will going to get into a, um, a category called fatty liver grade 1 fatty liver but it says that grade 1 fatty liver is only just a alarming symptom but no need to give any medication for that just to rectify the way of living the things will settle down for the purpose of giving any medication of these type of grithas and all those things no need to use them as a diet it is their medicine prescribed for the purpose of medicine and it should be taken as medicine not as a diet suppose the client has any liver issues do you go still with the herbal ghees yes definitely it is very clearly said in ayurveda never we never say that grita should not be given to liver disorder patients we have got lot of preparations like panchatikta gudu grita shatavaryadi grita even ashwagandha grita can be given in all these condition only provided patient has lost tissues it has become kshaya or kshata due to the liver disorders i use in my almost all cases of uh, liver disorders with ascites and all those things once ascites is removed and he becomes lean and thin then i start him with grithas particularly shatavaryadi gritha i start to them and it has given a very good result they will uh, regain slowly their lost body weight particularly for a fatty liver and these conditions it is because of the rich glucose what you are consuming reduce the intake of glucose carbohydrates so if that is reduced and do certain exercises don't eat extra adhyashana should be avoided if you avoid all these factors definitely the things will settle down and no need to use brahmigrita and these things as a diet component it is a medicine component it should be used as a medicine and going moving on to the next question the decision of shodhana or decision to go for panchakarma versus maintaining uh, or you know treat, treating with just shamana aushadi so decision of shamana versus shodhana how to take it what are the factors to consider where to go for shamana where to go for shodhana your thoughts on those 
so usually very practically i go with this not from the textual things only certain information is from the text i first try to diagnose the condition and i try to understand whether it is bahu doshija lingani very clearly said if there is a disturbance or the manifestation of the disease or condition which is having a copious increase or the abundant increase of the doshas which is needs to be expelled out then i feel if the person is having nidra nasha ati nidra gaurava staulya so these type of lakshanas if it is there pidakas and oozing and depending upon conditions if it is in a profuse manner if it is there then i select that patient that he is capable or he should be suggested or subjected for shodhana therapy next comes the play of patients when i suggest to you go for the shodhana then the patient should be in a financially well and able to purchase that product or such service many a times it so happens they are hesitant with the with methodology what we describe and what we do how the panchakarmas are done they are reluctant to that second thing many a times financial constraints definitely put them back on the things that they won't come for the shodhana so in such scenario we may have to go for the shamana but if a krisha patient is there alpa balayukta patient is there then but still the roga lakshanas are very prominent he is a suitable candidate for the uh, shodhana chikitsa but his bala is very much less so in that type of patient are emaciated jab uh, patients in those we need to go for sadhyavamana sadhyavirochana like that in a short duration in a short span we need to go for a repeated repeated cleansing or shodhana therapy or detoxification therapy we don't want to go for a very classical therapy in those type of patients this is what we i usually adopting while giving say sadhyavamana or sadhyavirochana do you ask the client to come to your center or you try to manage them uh, at their home itself no these the procedures are done on the basis of daycare facilities i don't allow them to take these things at their home they have to come at least for one day on the day of procedure at least one day they should be here and because we need to check on the vitals if something goes wrong then it will be difficult for to handle because patient will be somewhere else and we don't know what he has consumed how much he has consumed it is not monitored so i don't allow that to happen usually we will go for the at least one day and a day care procedure we'll ask them to come and we'll the things will be done yes and in a like a high profile treatments like vamanar virachana there especially even if it is virachana also there can be so many things which can go wrong and we need to i have a check on the client definitely many a times we will have a excessive omanar virechana if taken place then we may land up in electrolyte disbalance and imbalance and all those things will come into play and many a times we need to give a little bit extra caution and some other alternative methods to overcome those things as suddenly patient may have a severe cramping in the abdomen so many things are there even sometimes while vomiting pittant lakshana should be there and we need to stop there but the medicine is continuously still acting and later the patient has vomited the blood also a little bit of it so all these things happens so that's the reason that we need to be very careful in handling these detoxification processes and of course that is a quite challenging area 
but it can be done in a very successfully and in a very systematic manner question has come in the comments can clostridium infection be treated with herbal medicines one of my patients has clostridium infection this person is not responding to any of the ayurveda treatment for eczema no it's not possible we need to have a specific information what sort of clostridium infection it is whether it is a clostridium tetany or something like that i don't know what type of clostridium it is or what sort of presenting complaints are then only we can give a suggestion on that what can be done is there a treatment for amebiasis patient is having recurrent amebiasis infection yeah that is there for uh, amebiasis we have a very good uh, treatment protocol we use uh, jirakadarista we use uh, dadimavaleha we need uh, and use uh, mustakarista and such type of drugs are there even the rasapurpati is also there that can be used in those conditions even takrarista is one of the choice uh, usually we use that according to the condition and of course a lot of uh, food restrictions will be there and uh, we treat them with these type of drugs and they have a amoeba i mean kutaja is there even uh, kutaja ganavati is there kutajarista is there kutajavaleha is there bilvavaleha is there so all these things we we can have a option and definitely it is going to re- give a result uh, while telling patients about patya or apatya whether do you consider only the disease based patya or apatya or do you also take calorie calorific values and nutritional values into consideration while forming uh, while formulating a diet protocol usually i don't take that because patya and apatya concept is very much primordial from the ayurveda and patya means which is uh, good to the pathas or the channels shrotasas inside the body so anything which is good to the condition accordingly the things will be taken care of and how much should be taken what should be taken it depends on one person's agni and his role and if is a madhyama vayaska with middle aged person with a good agni then he can digest many things so i don't um, go for that only where there is a person is obese or something like that or some calorie issues are really causing problem then i need to check on that otherwise generally i go by the principles of ayurveda where very clearly in which disease or which bodily conditions or which prakruti what should be taken what should not be taken so based on that patya and apatya i used to go for that and usually i don't go for the caloric value because you may be giving a lot of medication or even iron containing material but still patient is unable to imbibe that iron and increases hemoglobin content why you are giving full calorie no whatever the require was there so it doesn't mean that whatever the calorie you are giving or whatever the quality it is there it is basically the agni present inside that in the form of uh, some enzymes or in the form of some digestive fire or some uh, receptors that needs to catch hold these uh, elements present in the diet then only it will be imbibed and taken to the place where it is required so otherwise simply giving or uh, filling the system with uh, loaded uh, things with the system with all this calorie and all this content doesn't make any sense many times we have seen that people we feed our children a lot but still he is not uh, putting on his weight doctor many as time patient comes with a complaint so does calorie in that sense doesn't play there only calorie values will be considered when agni is proper if agni is proper then calorie will automatically taken care of and, and also sometimes uh, it, it has happened with me that we we'll go with like ayurveda 
based disease specific patya or patya apatya and if if i try to mix up take into consideration the calorie or the nutritional value and then you know, try to uh, incorporate into the patient's diet protocol it becomes very much confusing what to have what not to have uh, and it, it becomes ultimately a big mix up of kichdis so better to stick to only one line of uh, and a traditional ayurvedic line of disease based diet rather than time, trying too many things at a time so that's the reason i said because patya and apatya is a concept of ayurveda and very clearly the patya means patasya hitam the one which is good to the pata pata means inside the channels or the srotasas margas the micronutrition channels which carry these information and the energy levels so we need to be very good to them so we don't want to put any hardship to those patas that's the reason whichever is good to the condition whichever is not good to the condition will be prescribed based on the technicality of ayurveda and not from the point of nutritional or calorie value sir please say something about h pylori infection treatment with ayurveda once again haritaki is one of the drug as well as chitraka is one of the drug uh, which is uh, very good in uh, h pylori so what we can go for is in case of h pylori if a patient agni is moderate then we can go for chitraka haritaki and vidangarista as a combination and if a patient is having a lot of acidity due to h pylori and causing a burning sensation as a striking feature then we need to go for kamaduga with mauktika kamaduga rasa with mauktika along with this um, chitraka haritaki and vidangarista then the things will settle down if the client has like hatch pallery with burning sensation and all will not this chitraka cause aggravation of those no, that chitraka haritaki is in the form of leha so it is in the form of leha it is not in the form of powder or anything like that so it won't instantaneously cause any irritation there or anything like that how much duration time is required to uh, clear of the infection usually takes from person to person is different depending upon the quantum of infection what and how long this person is suffering from so it may take me from one month to three months yeah and usually in h pylori case cases uh, do you prefer panthakarma over just the shamana aushadis usually i go with shamana aushadis in those cases i don't go for with panchakarma and even last we had one question in that the diabetes and hypertension both were there i just skipped the hypertension hypertension also there is um, reversal of hypertension the people are claiming it once again the hypertension is caused due to various reasons maybe due to um, aging maybe due to the peripheral resistance maybe due to the cardiac involvement and once again the stress factor so we can reduce the stress factor uh, issues we can reduce the circulation to some extent and thereby we can bring it to the normalcy if you are unnecessarily stressed up due to any reasons and there will be adrenaline rush definitely there will be rise of uh, hypertension uh, the things will be blood pressure will be increased so we need to understand those things only those areas where we can keep calm the patient in, uh, calmness and we try to understand analyze these uh, peripheral resistances and to overcome that allowing um, regular uh, walking and all these other things definitely we can restrict or bring back these person to normalcy area but once again just like diabetes we don't use a term cure for these type of conditions it can only be managed so can all grithas be used for nasya or only selected ones 
see there is a area for everything we can't simply all the grita can be used some gritas may be irritating for example if i prepare a chitraka grita can it i put it onto the nose that may not be suitable but can it not be put, uh, used in the nasya yes it can be so all it is a customized one but in a general thing there are certain suitable uh, gritas which can only be used for the nasya so that only we have to take it like danmantram grita to some extent we can go for it kshirabala 101 we can go for it so there are specific mahanarayana taila we can go for it brahmi grita we can go for it so there are specific gritas and tailas where which can be used for this purposes otherwise simply any grita can be used if you come for example kshira shatfala grita it is indicated is somewhere else and we are putting it in nose means definitely it is not going to help anywhere and it is going to cause even some side effects and problems so it doesn't mean that any grita can be used in anywhere and usually for especially when there is nasya if we take up the example of anutaila usually it's a healthy combination of uh, like usnavirya herbs and cold potency herbs so uh, some some balancing they have made and you know the herbs which act mainly on the head and neck region they are specifically used for you know formulating such nasya medicines see the beauty of ayurveda is like that our acharyas have given all those things which were their final product of their experimentation they didn't write their failures never uh, given the idea that how many times they tried this one and to come to this conclusion or to come make it this combination we don't find any information of that nature ultimately the ready made thing was given to us so it is out of lot lot of permutation and combination and various trials definitely they have all done these things and then only they come to the conclusion of course their methodology of understanding the things and their pramanas and the pratyaksha anumana all these characters they used to play and ultimately they have brought it but they never written that we have tried so many patient on these these things and we failed in these things and ultimately this uh, this is the final combination which cracked the things and that's why we are presenting it no no such information of that methodology is there in their narration of the things ultimately which one was beautiful and which one was uh, beneficial to the mankind the something say directly they are given that uh, things um, combinations to us in the form of a, a information or a knowledge thank you guru ji sir for guiding us all uh, through this uh, science of ayurveda practice see, see you all in the next sunday thank you very much guru ji sir thank you thank you everybody thank you janardan